Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Hello, everybody. Darrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network, and we are back for another edition of One on One, Episode 22. And with me today, I have coach, uh, Assistant Coach Virginia State, my man Drew Williamson. Coach Drew, how you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good, Darrell. I'm glad you can have me on, man. Glad to be here. Man, well, we're glad to have you, Coach. I mean, you know, it's been crazy times out there these last couple of months. I don't think anybody saw this thing coming out of nowhere. I mean, it just it just hit us. And now, you know, we've had everything happen. George Floyd's situation. We've had, you know, COVID. I mean, you name it, something happened. We've lost some big names this year. Just a wild 2020. But uh, first of all, we got to get started off with the check-in. Coach, how are things going with you and your family during these crazy times? You know, it's, it's been it's been um, it's been tough. But it's been like one of those good toughs. I think. I think for me, uh, being a college basketball coach, you don't get as much as much time with your family as you would want. Um, you're always traveling on the road, recruiting, uh, different things. Um, but for me, you know, over the last four or five months, I'm actually able to, to get my kids in bed, um, wake up in the morning. I'm still here. Um, so th- those things you kind of take for granted when you're kind of doing your job every day. Um, so the the positive of it is is just the you know, you get the family time, you get to slow down a little bit, um, you know, and I think the negative part is, of course, you know, it's a challenge for everybody to kind of be stuck in one place at one time. You can't really travel. Um, so, you know, I don't get a chance to see my family down in North Carolina as much as I would want to um, because we're trying to keep everybody healthy and safe. So those are the challenging parts. But, you know, it's it's one of those deals where you just try to fight through the adversity uh, and, and come out on the better side of it at the end. Yeah, I got I got to agree with you 100. percent And it's just you know, like I said, with so much going on, you're trying to be safe, you're trying to wear the mask, you're trying to. It's just so much adjustment. And even four months in, a lot of you know, some people want to adjust, and then some people uh, um, some people want to adjust, and some people don't. And I think that's what's making it really difficult for all of us right now. I tell you what, like I, I've talked to a few other coaches, man, and, and you know, as a, as a, as a athlete, a coach, a former player, you know, you you used to being on a team. So you kind of know which teams are going to be good. Like the, the teams that are buying into one common goal is going to be good. Right. And I, I think us as a country right now, we're, we're in a kind of battlefield where everybody's not on the same team. We're struggling trying to find out common ground. Um, and therefore, we're in a lot of tough times because one team's over here saying do this, the other team's over here saying do this. And at some point, we got to meet uh, together and, and get this thing in the right, right path. Yeah, got got to stop butting heads. It, it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, and I, I will give this analogy. I think the last time I felt like the last time we all came together was 9-11. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that it's tra- it always has to be a tragedy in order for somebody to come together. Uh, but unfortunately, it just feels like this one is so political. Yeah. We j- it's just kind of hard to see, you know, which way to go. So hopefully things will finally get back to normal soon and we get basketball this year 
Man, I'm hoping so, man. I, I was excited yesterday watching the NBA. Uh, NBA came back home. I sat down on the couch and got some good coverage. Yeah, it was beautiful. I, I never thought I'd be excited um, to watch a scrimmage, but I definitely was deep into that one. I was definitely deep into that one. And talking about basketball, you know, Coach, you know, it's I know it's been a love for yours forever. But then tell us that moment that you said that you knew that basketball was going to be your all in all. Do you remember that moment when you said basketball is love for me? This is this is it for me. Yeah, I, I tell you what, man, for me coming up, we, we played every sport. So, like, you know, my neighborhood, we all this, all our guys, we played every single sport, baseball, football, basketball. And the coaches coached all the same sports. So, like, it was the same coach for each sport. Um, but for basketball, I, I honestly think probably around my 10th grade year of high school, um, started having a little bit more success uh, in areas where I'm like, I probably can do this the next level. Um, coaches started calling, trying to recruit me. Um, and then, you know, as a sophomore, I was starting on a championship team. We won the championship my sophomore year. I was lead scorer. And so at that point, you kind of look at it like, okay, well, maybe this is a career for me or, or uh, the next step in my college college life. Um, but I think at that point, I really did start honing in on focusing on strictly basketball, still played football, had a, had a pretty good career in football as well. But I knew at that moment that, you know, I needed a scholarship to play basketball because my heart was all in. On it. So no, you, you talked about how you knew it in that, that sophomore year. And then you, you know, obviously you eventually go on to go to old dominion and, and what, what kind of, I guess, like, what, how did you make that choice to go to Old Dominion? Especially, um, you know, probably, you know, you probably had a whole bunch of schools coming your way, but how, how Old Dominion, why Old Dominion? And let's talk about your career at Old Dominion. Okay. Um, my recruiting story is pretty unique. Um, so I actually had committed to go to University of North Carolina um, my senior year of, of high school. And uh, I was going as, as a walk-on, preferred walk-on my freshman year scholarship the following year um matt doherty ended up getting fired at, at unc uh oh. in march which was late in the recruiting process pretty much so he ended up getting fired uh then and at that point i met with roy williams and a new coaching staff but you know they they didn't they couldn't honor his commitment you know I, they were honored the first year where i could come in my freshman year but far as sophomore and junior year scholarship they couldn't promise that which as a, as a kid, I didn't understand it, 18 year old. Right. As a coach, now I completely understand it. They, they, they didn't, they never seen me play before. So they had to kind of rebuild their program with the players that they wanted to bring in. Um, but I say that to say, you know, Old Dominion was the first basketball offer that I got going back to my junior year. Um, so they recruited me really, really hard from the beginning. Um, and so when the stuff with Matt Doherty happened, they were the first uh, school I reached back out to to just kind of get an idea if they still had any scholarships available. Um, and they actually did. And so the ball kind of got rolling from there. I went to visit that same weekend, um, worked out with the guys, uh, hung out with the guys. We went out to eat different uh, places. And it just kind of was kind of the right fit for me. Uh, and they always say things happen, you know, how they're supposed to happen. And I wouldn't have had the career, I don't think, if I wouldn't have went to ODU. Like, the, the career I had in basketball was perfectly fit for Old Dominion. Um, the timing of the, the university kind of getting started with the uh, program getting better, um, the new facility that they had, 
And then the coaching staff was kind of new and they were trying to put something together as well. So, you know, I kind of came in as a freshman um, in about my fourth or fifth game as a freshman, I was starting at point guard. Um, and so from there, it was kind of just taken off from there. And then sophomore year, junior year, senior year, of course, I started. But I was a captain all three years. Um, and so I, I think the leadership role for me kind of took took place being at Old Dominion. Um, kind of going in there and and them kind of seeing me as a leader as a, as that as a sophomore, kind of put me in position to where I am today. Um, but just kind of speaking on the career at ODU, you know, we from sophomore, junior, senior year, we were in a in a uh, tournament every single postseason. Um, we lost in the first round against Michigan State my sophomore year. Uh, we went to the NIT Final Four at Madison Square Garden my junior year and lost to Michigan. Um, and then my senior year, we lost to Butler in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, but for a career, we, we, we won 81 games in three years. <laughs> so like, that's something to kind of brag about. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, you guys kind of had an opportunity to put Old Dominion, like you said, on the map. And, and you know, now you can see that they they continue to kind of grow as a, as a school. And then you can see that their program, you know, they got Jeff Jones down there now. Uh, and, you know, they, they've done a really good job down there. And you guys kind of helped start that. Yeah, I would like to say so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the, uh, they, they had some some really good years, you know, like in the 90, 97, 98, around that time. But it kind of hit like a little, you know, four or five year skill where things weren't going the way they wanted it to. Um, and then again, like you said, we came in and, you know, after our freshman, after my freshman year, we had um, we had five freshmen and four sophomores. So that group of nine guys were getting ready to kind of grow together for the next three years. So we kind of hit stride a little bit earlier than everybody expected because the next year we won 28 games um, <laughs> my sophomore year. And I guess it's still, uh, I think it's still the uh, uh, wins record uh, for a year, I think. Um, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, not too shabby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little, a, little, a little humble brag, man. <laughs> now, of course, you know, Leave Old Dominion, Old Dominion. You played overseas, uh, but then what? What? How did you get that Virginia State job? You know, I know you got you've been there since 2013, but you know, how did coaching become a part of you? Well, I remember sitting down with my uh, head coach um, when I graduated at ODU, um, and I told him I, I wanted to coach at the time. He asked, you know, what's your career path? I, he sits down with every senior after the end of the season and trying to figure out what they want to do next. Um, and I told him I wanted to coach, wanted to try to see if I could play overseas for a couple of years and then get into coaching right away. Um, so he kind of always kept it on his mind. And, you know, I played three years uh, in Germany. Um, I got hurt my very first year. So I missed the second half of the season, got healthy, played two more years. Um, but the year I got injured, I came back to ODU, like just come watch practice. Um, stayed in contact with the coaches, started coming to some games. And so that last year when I stopped playing, um, I moved back to North Carolina for about six months. And um, I got a phone call from a coach saying he had the director of basketball operations job opened up. Um, so I came up to meet with Coach Taylor um, and got the job right away. Um, but I say that to say it kind of leads into the next part of my career is, you know, I'm in the office, sharing the office with uh, Lonnie Blow. So Lonnie Blow was the assistant coach at ODU for that first year I got back as the ops. And we shared the same office and talked basketball every day, you know, out go to eat lunch every day. 
Um, so we just kind of built a relationship just pure off of just kind of commonalities um, and it just grew. He ends up taking another job the next year, but we stay in contact. Um, and then the following season, we end up getting let go at ODU, but he gets the head coaching job at Virginia State. Um, and so right away he called me, you know, if you want to take the job, it's yours. Um, and it's very, very interesting because our, my lease in Chesapeake was up like on a <laughs> Thursday. He got the job <laughs> on Tuesday. So me and my wife come to Richmond, uh, to the Richmond area to find a place to live in like two days. Um, and I mean, it, it ended up working out and we've had some success since then. But, you know, I, I always tell everybody I meet now and talk to that you kind of never know who's going to be somebody that can help you down the line. Like, you, you know, every interaction you have with somebody could be that one interaction to change your life. Um, so you got to take those things seriously. And for me, it actually did because, you know, I knew Coach Blow from previous years of his, when his players played with me in high school, I mean, in uh, ODU. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I never would have thought me and he would be the head coach I'm working for now. Yeah, I think people, and I, I, I understand you completely on that. I think people don't realize how much selling yourself is important, mm -hmm. especially when you're getting to know people. And whenever you can leave a great impression on somebody, you know, it always will come back yeah. somehow, some way, and, and, and things will, you know, work out well for you. And like I said, that situation with you and Coach Blow, and it's right there. It's right yeah. there in front of you. Right. <laughs> now, um, we're going to go to – well, before we do that, I have to ask you this. Um, you know – Y'all have been very success successful at Virginia State. A couple years ago, you guys were what, you won twenty eight games, and you had the you know, the school's record in uh, most wins. And uh, I mean, the success that you've had at the school. What do you guys attribute that to? I, th I think the one thing that um, me and Coach Blow and I, you know, you kind of grow relationships organically, um, and so like just by us starting that relationship back at ODU. Like we have so many things in common. Like, you know, he he's won a lot in every level that he's coached on. Um, I've won a lot every level I played and coached on so far. Um, and so the the one thing that we always talk about, we never really consider losing. We never really right. it's never a discussion. Like we don't that does not part of our DNA. Um, and it's not like a, a, a I think a bragging thing. It's just kind of what we've kind of been accustomed to. Um, and so I think the one thing that we, we've been able to do is identify kids who don't identify with losing either. Um, and it's tough because, you know, guys play so many games, AAU, high school, so they're going to lose. So you got to kind of pick and choose like, you know, and I think the first thing that we did when we sat down, we talked about going to find kids that have won championships in high school, like just to go out, recruit guys. They don't have to be the best player on the team have they won a championship wherever they're coming from. Right. And because what happens is they, they understand a lot, that all the stuff that go into it, the sacrifice, um, the discipline, you know, the camaraderie, being a good teammate, um, being coachable, all those things are already instilled in them. And so we, we, we wanted to do that. And I think we just kind of, once you start kind of winning, you start attracting guys that want to win as well. Um, and we've been lucky and blessed you know, to have a nice facility to help recruit us, recruit guys in too. But um, we, we've kind of stayed on that same formula. Let's find guys that understand how to win and know how to win and ultimately want to win. You know, a lot of guys want to have stats. We try to stay away from the guys who, who want those stats. 
Yeah, I mean that team atmosphere is huge, and that and that arena. Oh my god, that, you're talking about a gorgeous arena. Um, just a, a job well done there, and you know it is. It's it's a really good place to play. Um, and like I guess I've my experience of being it's just it's just it's just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and how could you how could you not want to go and play there? So I, I'm hoping that we get an opportunity to see more of that this year. Go away, COVID. Go away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now it's time for my favorite segment of the show. It is time for Quick Ones. Coach Drew, are you ready for your edition of Quick Ones? Let's do it. All right. Let's get this party started. First one for you. Most underrated basketball player in your opinion, all time? Scottie Pippen. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And why Scottie Pippen? Before this Last Dance uh, documentary came out, I don't think people realized how good he was even when Mike retired. You know, like the year Mike retired, you know, he was second or third for MVP votings. Um, I think the Bulls only lost like one game less than what they lost the previous year with Mike. Um, and not, nothing to take anything away from Mike. I just think because Mike was so good that people like diminished what Scotty was able to do. Mike didn't have to guard the best player. Scotty took that un, under his own. Like Scotty was the first player I thought where he could bring the ball to court, guard the best player, play uh, guard the four man, guard the three man. You know, he just kind of was. A, he's kind of what the NBA is now. Um, back then. Yeah, he, he probably would be <laughs> he would probably be flourishing in today's NBA. It's, I mean it's perfect for we, him right we, we talking about I would and, and maybe on comparison front, maybe I'm I'm a little wild on this, but I feel like you know how we now people drool over Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I think we would be the same thing if Pippen was playing today. Absolutely. That's just me. That's Kawhi. just me. <laughs> Kawhi and Paul George's of the world. Yes. Like that's what Scotty was, I think. Yeah, and the Clippers got two of them. Look they got at that. <laughs> Next one. If you could play another sport other than basketball, which sport do you think it would have been or you would you play? It would have been football for sure. Um, you know, I actually had some scholarship offers to play football coming out of high school. Um, so it would have definitely been football. Ah, I got a quick one. So on, on that, so who was the biggest uh, – uh, which school recruited you that you leaned towards if you were playing football? Was it, I would have went, went, went to Wake Forest. Ah, okay. Wake Forest. Okay, okay. ACC. Amen to that. Amen to that. Next one. Favorite arena you've played in? That's a great one. Um, Madison Square Garden. Oh, man, you got to play the garden. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'd have made it look good, but I definitely would have tried out there. (laughs) That was was like just the shoot-arounds, the warm-ups. I mean, that was a whole nother. I had to myself. Oh, the chills! Playing there. <laughs> I'm saying you got to come in there and gotta you got to have a whole meditation session before you even get going. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, last one. Worst song you've ever heard? Whew. A lot going on right now. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on. Facts. <laughs> probably just. Um, turn, I'm not gonna tell you what station, but you could probably just turn to a couple stations and just man. let it play. <laughs> That is tough. You know what's funny? You know, I, I think the, the the and I've actually changed on this artist now. Um, but the first time I've heard I heard Lil Baby. I think it's Lil Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and he in the song where he says, uh, wham, 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 my name Lil Baby. 
that was probably the worst like song I've heard. <laughs> but now, like I actually, I actually listen to his some of his music now and actually like it. Like I actually like some of his music. So I think that was like early on in his career when he first was getting started. And I heard that verse and I was like, wow, this thing, this music thing is going the wrong way. Yeah, I've had a couple artists like that. I think the one artist that kind of like when I was younger, I wasn't a huge fan of, but I'm more of a fan of now was actually Erica Badu. Okay. Uh, I just felt like, I mean, I don't know what it was. As, I mean, maybe as a kid, I wasn't understanding what was going on, but I just was like, oh, this Erica Badu, whatever. But now I'm like, nah, bro, Erica Badu, man, she, she, she there. So, I, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, the change from being young into old for me was just that, you know, gaining knowledge. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that Erica Badu. I think that one, that one verse is just kind of like, it always has stuck in my head. <laughs> Because <laughs> our guys used to listen to it in the weight room all the time. So you're kind of in the weight room and you hear these songs. And it's like, what is that? What are you listening to? <laughs> no, nah, he's actually a really, really good artist now, man. I, I really like his music. So it's kind of funny that that's the, the song that sticks in my head when I think about it. Yeah, you can tell that he's grown. It, it's yes. it, it's big time now. I mean, he he was, he was won, what, Hip Hop Artist of the Year on, on BT Awards. So he's, yeah. he's really coming up there. So let's see what the baby does in the next couple of years. All right, Coach, that was the Drew Williamson edition of Quick Ones. And, Coach, before we go, once again, we truly appreciate you coming on one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And, uh, you know, we truly appreciate the opportunities that uh, Virginia State has given us over the years, especially for a small network when we were first getting started. The uh, just wonderful things, you know, covering basketball, covering football, and covering some other sports there track. So we truly appreciate um, all that Virginia State has done for us. But before we go, I need you to have an opportunity to leave your legacy. So do you have any special projects uh, going on right now? And on top of that, what type of legacy do you want to leave once you finish coaching basketball? Um, I, I start, I work in reverse. Um, I think the legacy that I would hope to leave is um, just to affect as uh, many um, players that I coach affect their lives as positively as possible. Um, I think that was the one reason why, one of the reasons why I wanted to get into coaching um, because of the positive effect all the coaches that I've had in my past. Um, I, I've been blessed to, to honestly say I've never had a bad coach. Right. right. They, they somehow affected me and changed me into the person I am today. Um, and so I hope to have that kind of effect on every, every student athlete I touch um, in, some, in some form or fashion. Um, so that's just the legacy that I'm, I'm hoping if, if one of my players can say that about me uh, when I'm finished, that uh, job well done for me. Um, and I think the, the far as the other question, um, so so I, I have a nonprofit that me and my friend working um, back home in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called We It, it's basically acronym for whatever it takes. Um, and so we right now he's doing um, some seven on seven. Um, passing league with some some kids back home. Um, we did a Father's Day camp last summer. It's one of our first big events that we did, free Father's Day camp where the fathers came in, brought their kids. We did a basketball camp for them. Um, we had planned to do it again this year, along with like some golf tournaments and other stuff, but unfortunately, uh, didn't happen. So it actually gives us a chance to kind of go back to the drawing board and add some stuff to it. So I think we'll turn it into an entire weekend next year. We'll do a camp basketball, golf tournament, maybe a football, um, seven on seven. Um, so, you know, what we're trying to do is just trying to get the get kids opportunities that, that, you know, that they deserve. Um, and where I grew up, you know, I kind of 
it was either sports, get out, get out of our neighborhood with sports or, or don't get out. And right. um, I was able to kind of use basketball to get me to where I am now. And I want to, like I said, I want to be able to, to affect these same kids and let them see it is a way to kind of um, do something different, even if it's not sports. Um, and so we, like I said, we, we're trying to work that thing and make that uh, as big as possible for us. Again, it's whatever it takes. Um, is the acronym for we it and we were working towards making that thing as big as, big as possible back in uh, North Carolina. That's awesome. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, I truly appreciate you coming on. And look, everybody, got to go check out some Trojan basketball. We're going to get it this year. Kobe, gonna- go away. Go away because we got to get some Trojan basketball this year. Coach Drew, thank you for coming on. This has been episode 22 of one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Coach Drew Williamson of the Virginia State uh, Trojans. Coach, thank you once again. Thank you. All right, everybody. I'm Darrell Lawrence. Until next time. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Lake Sports Network.